Hello, this is Robert Pym. Thank you very much for downloading this edition of Writing, Books and Stories. You have no idea where the plot is going, so you sit down to revise what you wrote last time and discover that your characters have decided to do something quite unexpected and alarming. Today, we're going to be looking at some writing tips. In particular, whether to plan your book in advance or just get going. Many of you will know that this is a particular thesis of Stephen King, who, in his book On Writing, explains how he never plans his book, but just gets started. So, should you plan your novel in advance or not? Let's explore two common methods. I've tried both, and I can show you some examples in my work. Each method can work well. Which is best for you will depend on how you write and what you're writing. Before we look at that, let me cite the US fantasy author Stephen R. Donaldson, who was once asked by an admirer how to achieve success in writing. Start today, Donaldson said. Donaldson's advice is great. If you want to start writing fiction, don't wait until the conditions are perfect and all the stars are aligned. I'm waiting until the kids grow up. I have to get some new writing software. I'm too busy right now. Set aside some time, tonight, this afternoon, or even this morning. Get out a pen and paper and start writing. By the way, if you want to read a blog on my robertpim.com website about whether you should use a pen and paper or whether you should use a computer, take a look. So, how do you begin? First of all, here's the standard method of writing a novel. Top writing schools and universities across the world teach the first method. You should plan your story around a standard structure. This structure is set out in a thousand primers. Try googling narrative structure or three-act structure. This plan goes back to the ancient Greeks. That's no bad thing. It stood the test of time. In brief, in the first part or act of your story, you introduce your main characters. You describe their situation, usually including a problem or conflict. The second part involves an inciting act. That could be a letter in the post, or discovery of a body, or a glance across a crowded room. And that inciting act, in turn, leads to, or highlights, a conflict or problem. This then escalates, perhaps via a series of mini-crises, to become a major, full-blown, exciting crisis. The third part, or act, sees the main character or characters developing and changing, digging deeper than ever before to a climax where they overcome the crisis, often preceded by a section when it seems that all is lost. This leads on to the end of the story with the main character in a new equilibrium. So that's your standard method. And to supplement this planning process, writing schools often teach that you should develop your characters. You should know everything about them. Each character should have desires, goals, a past maybe some secrets and surprises, some hobbies, and a really good backstory. Again, 
if you Google how to craft compelling characters, you'll find lots of good stuff. You should know everything about your characters as if they were your sister, your brother or your best friend. That way, they will come across in your fiction as realistic and fascinating. What else should you do according to the standard method? Well, you should also do plenty of research to make sure that your novel sits well in the period or setting in which you write it. This method works brilliantly for many writers. I recommend it. A great example of fiction I have written with a plan in advance is my Berlin thriller, Blood Summit. But it is not the only way to write a novel. Indeed, the writer Martin Amis once said, and I quote, The common conception of how novels get written seems to me to be an exact description of writer's block. Unquotes. Amos, by the way, also recommends writing in longhand. For some writers, all that planning, structure and preparation is like swimming through peanut butter. Possible, but incredibly hard work. Some writers may not have the time, the inclination or the patience to plan out their novels, do the research and imagine their characters before they even start writing. Or they may simply feel that all that structure doesn't feel very creative. So what does Stephen King say? For people who don't feel that planning will work for them, we have the second method of writing a novel. As I said at the beginning, the most famous account of this method is the book by the fantastically successful novelist Stephen King called, simply, On Writing. Many professional writers and reviewers hate On Writing, but I like it. It includes both a short autobiography about how King became a writer, by the way, he didn't find it easy, and then a second part, which is his thoughts on how to write, which, personally, I found revolutionary. King says he doesn't plot or prepare his books at all. He simply starts with a situation, such as two children lost in the woods, find something sticking out of the ground. He then writes on, letting the story develop. The lack of advanced preparation means he can write quickly, producing a novel in around three months. He then sets the novel aside, some people call this putting it in the drawer, and does something else for three months, before returning to review, rewrite and improve the novel, which may take some months more. I've tried this method too. In fact, for examples of fiction, I've written without planning in advance. You can see my black comic, Seven Hotel Stories, or my thriller, Corona Crime. I've also written a couple of comedies, which use the Stephen King method. So how did the two methods compare? My experience was that, using the Stephen King on-writing method, I wrote the novels relatively quickly. But when I came to revise them, they needed a lot of polishing and revision. Taking these two stages together, this second method probably took me about the same amount of time to produce a decent first draft as the first method. But there are big differences. First of all, the standard method is more predictable. You know where you're going. This may be important if, for example, you're planning a big twist or reveal in your plot. Each time you sit down to write, you have some idea where you are in the story. The Stephen King on writing 
method is, for me, a bit scarier. You have no idea where the plot is going. You may sit down to revise what you wrote last time. You might want to see my blog, How to Write a Novel, Do You Edit As You Go Along or Not, by the way. So you sit down to revise what you wrote last time and discover that your characters have decided to do something quite unexpected and alarming. You may sometimes puzzle over what to write today, or things may move forward at a cracking pace. The Stephen King on writing method is more spontaneous. Some people may find it more fun. Which method is right for you? Well, my advice is to try the standard method as the default, because that's what most writing courses teach. But do bear in mind that Stephen King's method is an alternative, and consider using it if the standard method isn't working for you. Here are two parting thoughts, both from famous writers I've had the privilege to hear speaking. I once heard P.D. James, a consummate professional, say that when she was writing her whodunits, she didn't know herself who had done it until she finished the novel. This depressed me, as I enjoy guessing who the murderer is, and her revelation seemed to make any attempt to guess utterly pointless. But I mention it because it shows that even a top suspense writer may not always plan his or her novels carefully in advance. Finally, William Boyd, another favourite author of mine, he once said, at a reading, that he'd written a story set in Southeast Asia, which was praised for its verisimilitude, but he had never visited the country concerned. So, research may not be all that it's cracked up to be, either. What should you do next? If you found this interesting, you might like to look at my post, Writing Tips, Seven Ways to Improve Your Manuscript and Edit Your Novel, on my robertpim.com site. Similarly, you might like to explore the Scenes and Sequel structure, designed to ensure that your story makes your reader want to read more. You can find more than 42 different posts about writing tips on my blog. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Thanks very much for joining us for this episode of Writing, Books and Stories. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating or review to help other people find us. Spread the word. You can find much more about writing and writers at my website, robertpim.com, or follow me on Twitter, at Robert Pym. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>